I am Ben Doc Askins, the psychedelic science war storyteller, and this is the Anti-Hero's Journey Podcast. Hey everybody, Doc here. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want it to be possible for me to continue to make it, then I'm going to need you to go to my store at antiheroesjourney.com and buy my audiobook and my ebook in one of the many translations available, or go to shop and pick out some of my stuff t shirts and hats and pet bandanas and bikinis and scented candles and all sorts of nonsense, all the things you could ever want and never need. And get 10% off with the code, all caps, FRIEND10. Go to antiheroesjourney.com and use the code, all caps, FRIEND10 to get 10% off anything that you could ever want there. I appreciate your support. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. What's up, antiheroes? Doc Askins coming at you with one more of these Q5 podcasts that I love to do where I ask some of my favorite people on planet Earth some of my favorite questions in preparation for ketamine-assisted psychotherapy sessions in my clinics. We're working without the assistance of ketamine today. It's just straight sober. My brother from another mother, Nate Berry, coming at you. He is the director of athletic optimization at Wild Health currently, whatever that means. He's a wildly healthy guy. I'm a mildly healthy guy, and we're going to put our heads together and uh, tell a few of his stories. I asked him for a bio, and he sent me just a guy trying to be a dude. So now I just get to make up a bunch of lies about him, and you guys can Google him and figure out what you actually think about the man, the myth, the legend, Nate Berry, strength and conditioning coach, football background. I don't think he walks on water. He probably sinks like a rock, but we're going to have some fun chopping up, figuring out exactly who he is and what he does and what it means to be a guy trying to be a dude. Nate, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Appreciate it, brother. It's really exciting to be here. I always enjoy our conversations and the time we get to to spend together. I just appreciate your perception of life and how you live life. And I feel like I always get insight every time we chat or spend time together. So couldn't be more thrilled to be here. Yeah, feeling is a thousand percent mutual. And I'm super excited and jealous of all of the people who are going to get to hear this podcast and kind of hear from you for the first time. Because I remember some of the first times that we got to talk. Always enlightening, always eye-opening. I'm always learning something new. And now a whole bunch of people get a chance to learn from a guy trying to be the dude. So let's get rolling with question number one. What's your story? Yeah, I mean, I'll try to keep it as, as sync as possible, but I think it's relevant to, to kind of lay out the story to then dive into some of the other questions as well. But I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, the great state of Oregon. I think it's one of the, the best states out there. Just it's dynamic of of culture and geography from the coast to the, the mountains, the the city. I mean, it's, it's just such a great, beautiful state. feel very lucky that I was able to grow up in such a, a beautiful playground. I was lucky enough to have phenomenal parents, and I, I truly believe that, you know, they were meant to be my parents, but grateful to have such a, a great family, strong family bonds growing up. I would say growing up, I was lucky enough to be in a very diverse community, 
just from a socioeconomic background, from race background. I just grew up with a a wide variety of people, which I found a lot of value in. I, I felt like I was a bit of a chameleon and can kind of, you know, adapt and, and be in a lot of different groups and had a lot of different friend groups. I actually tried to not be, you know, a clicky individual, but was able to kind of bridge the gap between, you know, different groups within our schools. I have a a deep connection to sports growing up. I always love sports. I just love the the team aspect. I love being a part of a team. I love just striving for a goal. I love to win. I hate to lose. Just like every competitive cell in my body. And I, I just love the preparation too. Like I would just, like even thinking about basketball, I would, you know, play basketball and could just go for hours and hours and hours nonstop and just, just love sports. I didn't resonate with school much growing up. I didn't resonate with the curriculum. I didn't resonate about how it was being taught. I also had some learning disorders, some ADHD and some other learning disorders that just made it probably more difficult. But just staying still, being stuck in a seat, you know, being just kind of thrown this really boring curriculum I doesn't didn't resonate with. I never did well in school. And I um, was able to to get to college and 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 play sport in college. I went to the University of Idaho. I played for two years and had four knee surgeries and actually had to, had to end up calling it a career after those four years or four surgeries. And at that time was kind of having a bit of an identity crisis. You know, sport was definitely a big part of my identity and was definitely trying to figure out, okay, after sport, what's next? And I remember having this realization, I was never the, the most talented guy and I never will be the most talented guy, but I always kind of had this like deep level of thinking where I just resonated with philosophers and, and kind of that way of thinking. And if everyone was going one way, I was the person kind of going the other way and definitely kind of going opposite of the trends. And I remember having this realization and I saw the statue of the thinking man and, and realized like, okay, I'm never going to be talented, but I, I don't want to be the dumb jock, right? I need to be well-rounded. I have to be very, very open-minded I can't be close thinking because it's going to to close me my my ability to to have a breadth of knowledge. I felt like if I had this breadth of knowledge, then I could solve more problems. And I realized I would have to work hard as well to overcome my my lack of talent. And so I was kind of formulating like, okay, what's successful to me? You know, how can I be successful with the tools I was given? And those were kind of the principles that kind of led me forward. I knew I had to do something that I was passionate about. And at the time, you know, I still had the passion for sport. And and so I actually got into strength and conditioning, which was always a, you know, just I loved being in the weight room from the time I was young. My my dad would, you know, take me to to go lift some weights and he would teach me when I was young. And that kind of developed this love for for strength training. And again, I was always loved the preparation part of the game. And I had a, a terrible experience just with the preparation side of sport that, you know, I felt like I wanted to offer athletes a better experience. And so that's kind of what got me into strength and conditioning. You know, I, I started pretty young. I started with 19 and I did it until I was 34 with a bunch of different spots and working with a bunch of different teams. And so 15 years in that career, which seems like a long time at that age, but I think along the process, I realized at some point, probably pretty early on, that I wasn't going to solve people's problems with just exercise. 
obviously there's like this, you know, coach athlete relationship, you know, where you're trying to empower the athlete, that you're trying to create this bond, that you're trying to motivate these athletes, which I always loved and I always empathized and could connect with the athletes. But I always knew that it's like, okay, exercise is so one-dimensional. And I was always kind of fascinated with all of these other qualities of human performance, you know, the psychological side, the, you know, the effort, the soul, the spirit of a person, the love of the sport, all of the like recovery factors that go into being able to display your skill level at the highest level possible continually over and over again. And then on top of that, the, the skill development that it takes to be successful. So I, you know, was kind of in this, in this exercise space, but was kind of interested in, in a lot more than that. And that's what I think kind of led me to the point I am now. But, you know, looking back on my strength and conditioning career, I, I really do think I was trying to prove to myself that I could thrive in this, like, this culture that was like ego, you know, masculine, like just this tough man culture that I could thrive in that. And I was trying to prove to myself that I was able to do that. And with that, you know, there was, you know, I sacrificed my health. I had a, a pretty big health scare. I sacrificed a marriage. So I think there was a lot of failure in that, which I, I wouldn't give back for anything. And obviously it's a, a part of my journey. But, you know, I, I really actually do enjoy what I'm doing now with Wild Health in supporting the the athlete on a personal level kind of outside of the environment of the you know the actual working for the team there's just a lot of there's there's a lot of bias there's a lot of politics within sport that really take out the the essence of what it should be and that's really being there for the athlete 100 percent. so i really enjoy that side of things i think too early on i was really obsessed with mastery like, again, just this idea of, okay, I need to be super well-rounded. I need to not be just body, but body, mind, and spirit. But I need to actually have this singular focus. And I compound that over time, then I will be successful. And so I, I've kind of been fascinated with the process of mastery. And that has always resonated with me. And I always felt like, okay, if I could, you know, get really, really good at something that, that someone would end up, you know, at some point pay me a lot of money for that, you know, so that's kind of was my process of, you know, really trying to, to master my craft as much as possible, you know, kind of even, even looking back in the last gosh, 37 years of my life, I would probably categorize that first 37 years as a huge failure. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I've fallen short of every goal I've set for myself, you know, whether it be professionally, financially, spiritually, physically, psychologically, I've always kind of fallen short. And so with that kind of high expectation and standard for myself, you know, I, I really would say like I've, I've failed on hitting all of my goals which is such a learning process in of itself because, I mean, delay doesn't mean denied and, you know, I'm still on my path and I'm definitely more of a, a visionary dreamer than I am a dweller. I don't like to dwell on my past at all. I'm very forward focused. And that's obviously the process I had to get to, to where I'm at today and where I'm going, you know, but I've definitely with that, I've definitely been able to enjoy the failures a lot more instead of you know, having to, you know, feel like I have to win so many different things. I've, I've, 
you know, set less goals now nowadays, and I'm becoming more just in tune with the process. I'm becoming more Bruce Lee like flow like water versus trying to, you know, solve every problem, you know, with as, as much aggression and like, I have to, I have to do this. I have to check this box. I have to, to meet this goal and definitely kind of been into with the flow of life and been, been much more process oriented and realizing in time of those failures, you probably, it motivates you more. It develops you more. That's where you get the most out of life. So you can kind of reach that next peak. And there's definitely been some peaks in my career, but probably more valleys than peaks, which again is, is the process of sharpening my sword and, and, you know, ultimately hopefully getting to the, the peak of the mountain. I would say within that, that journey or that story, however you want to call it, you know, I've always been super aware, just this hyper of awareness of being accepted by people. Like I had to be accepted by everybody. And I would say I've been much more in tune with who my people are, like who, who are the people in my tribe? And I've tried to please everybody. I've tried to be well-liked by everybody. And I've kind of gotten, I've always been like, had this like self-doubt because I've been a different thinker. I've been kind of the guy that goes against the grain, but I've always had this like intuitive attunement to truth and to where to seek knowledge and kind of what's useless, what's BS, and always striving to find that truth or find that deeper level of knowledge. And I've always had this like self-doubt because I'm such a different thinker than most of society. And I, I think I'm becoming such more confident in my thought process and, and how I think and, and who my people are, who my who my tribe is. And I, I definitely know like if I'm in an environment where people don't see my my genius qualities or my greatest qualities and they're they don't support that, that's completely fine. You know, I'll I'll find my people, I'll find the people that support me. And and that's been that definitely a learning process again over the, the last thirty seven years. Strategic Navigators reduced my income tax bill by over 50%. These guys save entrepreneurs anywhere from 40 to 60% on their income taxes. Click the link in the description to schedule a call and see what these guys can do for you. If you enjoy paying as much as possible in taxes, then just ignore everything I just said. God, I just love you, dude. Like hearing our story all at one time like that. It's just amazing to me. You are such a good freaking coach. You are like the embodiment of everything everybody should ever want as a coach. And it doesn't even matter the sport, like the sport of life. I want Nate Barry to be my coach. You just said so many things like we're obviously you and I entangled molecules at some level or another, whatever that means. But, you know, like folks with ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, are just some of my favorite people on the whole planet. I have what I think I, I like to call it attention surplus hyperactivity disorder. You know, the hyperactivity component overlaps significantly, so it confuses people, but I can kind of hyper focus instead of all the time, instead of having difficulties with some of that stuff. But everything you're saying about, you know, Jeet Kune Do and Bruce Lee and be in the teacup and all of those sorts of things, you know, really resonate with me strongly. And I'm, I'm happy to be a member of your tribe if you'll have me. And, uh, I was thinking about what you had to say there about 
you know, feeling like you've never met any of your goals. And I believe you, I'm not going to question any of that at all. I just imagine that you're kind of shooting for the stars over and over again, and maybe hopefully landing on the moon along the way. But I just think of this uh, quote, I don't even remember who said it, that mistakes are never final and failure is never fatal. It's just courage that counts. And that's, that's what I hear you telling in your story. I hear a lot of courage going on in Nate Barry's story. And I'm glad that you were willing to share it with me. I don't know if it's stubbornness, but you know, like it's just innate within me just to keep, keep striving, keep pushing. Like, you know, I'll, I'll probably continue to fail many, many more times, but at some point it's going to click, but there's, there's a stubbornness to me to just to, to keep striving and, and uh, keep learning and keep progressing through this, through this journey called life. So yeah, so consolidating, you know, your story as you told it there, looking at the past, now looking ahead to the future, what are your intentions? On the macro level, I think my intention is just to fulfill my purpose here on this plane of earth and my time here to the highest level possible. Whatever that that is, I mean, I think I have a good idea, but to to serve at the the highest level and to make sure I fulfill my purpose during my time here on earth. And so I think that's just kind of the overarching goal. Now, I think on the the micro level, I think it's important to walk with an intention every single day. So that's a part of my process of, you know, waking up with and setting an intention for the day. And so I think that's kind of the the micro principle that drives me and making sure, again, less goal-driven, more process-oriented, but having objective markers and feedback loops in my environment to make sure I'm striving towards that North star and that I'm progressing and that I'm moving in the direction that I'm ultimately continue to develop in, in every area of life, my relationships, you know, professionally, personally, mentally, spiritually, that I'm, I'm always progressing in those areas. So again, macro level, fulfill my purpose at the highest level possible, and then having just a, a daily intention that I walk with. Give me an example of a daily intention you've got in the rotation on a regular basis, if you're willing to. I would say, and this kind of goes back to, I think some of what I can do to reach my purpose is, you know, just a, a broad daily intention is, is live with love and service. I think that is one of my two greatest qualities that I bring to the, you know, bring to this earth is love and service is I know that I can love deeply and I can use love in all my interactions and how I treat people and then be of service, be of service to the people that I'm coaching, the people that I'm working with, the people in my tribe. So that's, I would say one that kind of shows up on a continual factor and, and, and one I keep coming back to is really that, that love and service. And if I don't have a, a very like specific intention for that day, usually that's, that's when I fall back on that always leads me in the right direction. Yeah, that's the good stuff. So what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for this time on earth in this plane. I'm grateful for connection to mother nature, grateful for the people I have in my tribe. So grateful for Kelly, my girlfriend, my two dogs. I would say on the happiness scale, having a connection to dogs on a body water with Kelly, my girlfriend is probably up there with one of the, the greatest things on earth. So that's, that's pretty high on my happiness scale, but yeah, I'm grateful for, you know, the people that I get to meet, the people that I'm lucky enough to connect with like yourself, Ben, and then spending time in nature 
those are those are probably the things that uh, I'm most grateful for. Yeah, that's beautiful. So carrying your story and your intentions and everything that you're grateful for, what are you creating? I would say I'm really trying to create the the ultimate care and, and development process for human performance. And that's that's very broad spectrum and that's going to take a lot of years and I'm probably not going to do it myself just because there's so much to learn about the human body and human physiology and there's a lot of things that are out of our control and you know are could you could say divine but um, with divine intervention but I think with sport there's kind of this four collective model it's technical tactical physical and psychological you know so those are the the four aspects and four principles of sport but I believe that the foundation of that is truly the health of an individual, the soul, the spirit of an individual that drives that four coactive model that creates the foundation for how robust those four qualities can be in sport. So if we can really kind of develop that, that soul, spirit, and health of an individual, then we can really evolve the, the other qualities of human performance. So that's really what I'm trying to get to the root of. And that's, again, that's a continual process that's, you know, learning for people like yourself um, and continue to, to ask great questions, continue to put them into practice. And then obviously just fortunate enough to work with the athletes that, that trust me and, you know, their care and their development and, and continuing to work with them. And that's the greatest thing that I can ask for is for them to, to be fully involved in that process and give me the feedback of, you know, what worked well and what didn't work well. You know, so it's it's just again going back to gratitude. So grateful for the athletes that I get to work with on on that front, and 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 we're all kind of creating that together. And that's that's different for every person, and that's a big part of it too, right? It's the the individual process. So everyone has strengths and limitations, and you know, it's really allowing the the their their genius to to shine at the ultimate level, and how that makes most sense within the sport. God, you're just such a good coach. Like it just flows right out of you so naturally. Like I think every like T-baller all the way up to every tier one operator in the military should have a coach like you, bro. So let's land this podcast with the final question, Q5. Who are you really? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's a, a process that I'm still trying to figure out, right? I think it's always evolving. I think I'm living more and more in my truth, you know, as... I continue to, to grow and develop and learn more about myself, you know, and I, I think, you know, trying to be as honest as possible within that, that story, I would say that, you know, fundamentally is who I am and, you know, making sure that I live in my truth, that I believe in, in who I am. I believe in my, all of my great qualities and my genius qualities. And I'm, I'm making sure that I'm putting the effort in to, to sharpen those qualities. So I don't think I, held anything back. And I, I, I'm always very, very honest about who I am and, and making sure that I have those honest conversations with myself, that I can look myself in the mirror and, and know that I was honest with myself through this process. But it's it's evolving, like I said, and I'm I'm trying to uncover and, and figure out who I truly am. And having, honestly, great people like you just to, to have that, that mirror of who I want to be and, and who I want to develop into. And just having those people in my life is has been such a, a game changer for me. Been a blast so far for me too. It's been a really good podcast as well. You got any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience? 
don't know if I have any final words of wisdom. I mean, I, I hope somebody picked up a, a helpful hint or principle that works well for them and, and what they need to do. But yeah, I would just say it's all about, it's all about growth. It's all about, you know, like we were talking about, you know, early on the, before we jumped on the podcast of, of trying to, to truly live like a, a child, right. To almost be that Peter Pan. And especially when we're in a society where we have so many things that pull us out of that play-like childlike essence that we should live life and enjoy life with. There's just so many nonsensical things in our society that just make life a lot more stressful. Uh, if we can kind of get get rid of those things and really just focus on the things that matter and and truly be like Peter Pan, I think I think that's ultimately the the goal of life, right? Yeah, we just need to have more food fights and more bangerang and more shouts to all my lost boys. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. If somebody wanted to connect with you, where could they find you as far as uh, coaching and all of that stuff goes? What's the best way to get some of that Nate Berry knowledge? Yeah, no, that's a good question. You can find me through Wild Health and their website, or you can reach out to me individually. The uh, best email would probably be coach.nateberry at gmail.com. And I always love to connect with great people and have great conversations and, and support people in their their dreams and goals and, and how I can, you know, be a part of that and uh, support them as best I can. So sweet. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, brother. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Excited uh, about all the things you're doing and glad I could be a, a snippet in that process. Yeah, me too. I love you, man. Love you too, buddy. All right. Doc out.